You're listening to the Your Queer Story podcast, the podcast that inspires peace, love, and radicalism, led by your favorite hosts, Evan Jones and Paul Hobbs. Trigger warning. Our content covers centuries of LGBTQ plus stories, and occasionally we may use outdated language or cover topics that include violence, assault, homophobia, transphobia, as well as other injustices against marginalized communities. Make sure you subscribe and review wherever you are listening, and be sure to follow us on all social media at Your Queer Story. And if you want exclusive content, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. You're here, now let's get queer. Welcome back to another episode of Your Queer History. Welcome back. Hi guys. We're uh, continuing Black History Month this week with a special fun episode on the notorious, infamous, Infamous, fabulous RuPaul Andre Charles. That's right. Got a little current here. I don't know when the last, did we have we covered someone who's like currently alive? Um, Have we? I don't know that we have. Well, like many things, hmm. RuPaul, you are our first. <laughs> you have popped our cherry, and we are excited to explode all over. Our first still over. alive queer person, I think. Yes. Well, somebody's going to be like, actually, in episode 27, <laughs> you covered this person. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> well, I mean, other than, I know in our um, I'm Not Gay, You're Gay episode. Yeah, but we, I, we I mean, like, a, yeah. like a but like, cultural... Like when historical we're, when we're doing like figure. one person yeah. it's been a lot which we are going to try to do more current people this year that is one of our goals mm-hmm. uh still go like it's all about history but like we, you know we want to throw in a couple people that are still around you know who are influencing lgbt lives they are yeah. making history they're making it and we're following it and and putting it there also, you gotta get those Google Google hits up. That's right. It's, it's all about the search engine. So yeah, so RuPaul. Um, first, uh, want to say thank you to our supporters as always. Uh, thank you to the Knights Wishing Well by Michael Finlang, uh, one of our best supporters. Mm-hmm. Also, wrote a fantastic book. You should go to Amazon Prime right now and order it. Knights Wishing Well, as in a knight of the round table um you can order it for current it's still only six dollars you think that it's going to go up but who knows um six dollars amazon prime ships your house in two days uh a perfect birthday gift perfect valentine's day gift even though valentine's day already passed but no what you it it, it still counts did a valentine's day i don't know we're we're recording (laughs) this a little episode a little early as we told you guys because february is crazy so um, anyways this book is great Honestly, it, it has it female giants in high heels. It literally like, drops the day before Valentine's Day. So go buy it, you bitches. <laughs> oh, David's screaming. Or is it the ner- neighbors? The neighbors have lost their dog or their child <laughs> or maybe their sex slave that ran out of the dungeon. We don't know, but they've been walking around for an hour looking for this thing. Just literally screaming the thing. And it hasn't come yet. I don't nope. think it plans on coming back. I don't think it's coming he's back. He's still trying. He's so. trying hard. You think they can hear us out there? They can hear them because they just heard us talking a lot of shit about them. <laughs> but considering we can hear the bottom clear, they probably definitely can. They probably can. can. This is why we need to get a studio with soundproof roof. 
Brooms. <laughs> so, to kick off our uh, conversation this week, mm-hmm. we are going to do a little, a little game. A little game. A little game for you guys. Would you rather eat a bowl of ketchup or a bowl of mayonnaise? Ketchup. Really? I yes. Mean, yeah, I, I, yes. Yeah, probably. No. Okay, eating a bowl of mayonnaise would be like <laughs> eating a bowl of cum, which I would never, ever do. Shoot me in the head. No. I also feel like mayonnaise is like thick. So like the thought of eating a whole bowl of it would be Literally, I too. just said it's like eating a bowl of cum, which Not by the, the way, the I don't want to judge, but somebody... Not the same. Probably eating a bowl's worth of cum. <laughs> I'm not so... Yo. <laughs> Your turn. All right. <laughs> Would you rather never ever use social media again or never watch another television show? Never watch another television show. Mm, I couldn't do it. If I can't watch Family Guy while I fall asleep... <laughs> Then I can't fall asleep. How, you still watch? I still you watch seen it. every episode, and I know people are judging me right now for watching Family Guys, and I know it's problematic, and I know all that. And you know what, folks? I'm gonna watch it as I fall asleep because I, I just do. It is. The, it puts me to sleep. You've seen every episode like 300 times. 300 times at least. You do you can't, know every word to every episode? I don't know every word to every episode, but you can't talk about an episode and me not know what what episode it's from. <laughs> And almost what season it's from. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I I love Seth MacFarlane. I really do. I love American Dad. I love the Orville. God, if you haven't watched that, if you like sci-fi, he created this whole... It's basically Star Trek. It's actually um, between Star Trek... It's, uh, the Orville was like 300 years before, um, the, uh, the, what to call right, it? anyways. I'm sorry. It's really good. So, uh, yeah, I love Seth and Farley. Would you rather Kay. have two legs and six feet or <laughs> six legs and two feet? Well, what am I doing with the other legs? Are I don't they just know. That's not my, I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That one other. doesn't make sense. You don't have six, you don't have feet on the other four But legs. what do they do then? They're just, they're not legs. They're just there. They're, they're just, legs. They're arms. You can still have legs with no feet. They're, yeah, they're not, you can't have legs with no feet because they, how do, what, they're not legs. Yes, they are. They're just stumps. No. <laughs> Answer the damn question. <laughs> um, I guess I'll do... The six legs and only two feet because they're just going to be hanging on the sides. I can at least spin around in a circle and hit people with them. <laughs> All right. Um, I- I'm cheating here. Are you making up your own? Yeah. Of course you Oh, are. you have a list? Yes, oh. I have a list. <laughs> uh, excuse me. All right. Would you rather... Would you rather sick lip sync for your life in 12 inch heels mm-hmm. or lip sync for your life in slippery slippers oh silk slippers you know the thing about the silk slippers is they can be really funny because you okay. could be like slipping around but like, you also could slip and crack your head open and i probably would know me i would do the heels <laughs> i don't i can i can walk in heels oh, i don't know i've never tried 12 inch heels but i've tried some pretty pretty high heels mm-hmm. like it's not even hard i look like a linebacker i'm not saying like i'm like you know <laughs> sexy when I, i'm doing it or you, anything yeah i've seen you drag you've done drag yeah. a couple times <clears throat> i um yeah grew up having to wear like you know obviously women's clothing and heels and um three anything above three inch heels was just torture I, I hated it. Hated it to fucking death. Hated it. So. Um, let's do a couple more. Let's do a, let's All right. Let's see. Would you rather 
Oh, now you want to use my list. Oh, yeah, now that I have, now that I have a list. I don't, don't look. Okay, I'm, okay. Guess why? <laughs> okay, excluding Samantha, mm-hmm. would you rather be completely isolated from the rest of the world and just be you and Samantha, mm-hmm. or you and Samantha, but everybody around you is annoying? I'd just rather be me and Samantha. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I could, I could live with just Samantha. I mean, sure, there would be days where we would want to kill each other, but, like, I mean, for me, find a person that you could be stranded on an island mm. with. That's my advice to people in life. There yeah, you, go. you know, I'm not saying every day is going to be perfect, but if you can't be stranded on an island with them, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, though. There you go. Um, all right. Last one. Would you rather the general public think that you're a horrible person, but your family be very proud of you? I feel like this is a Donald Trump thing. Or your family think you're a horrible person, but the general public be very proud of you? Oh, I'd rather my family be proud of me. Really? Yeah, I don't care about the general public. Oh, God, no. No, Who are you people? (laughs) I would rather the general public think I'm a good person because most of my family are horrible people. Well, see, that's the thing. Half of my family. See, that's the thing. I have a great loving family and I would love to still have a relationship with them. See, yeah, that's true. You have a good family. Family. My family, you know, at least half of them are shitheads. And um, if they think I'm a good person, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, That's so what see, I know. See, we have the exact opposite. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, it depends on your family. So, uh, you know what, guys? If you want us every once in a while to play this a little more, we do like to do our What Did You Do Last Week? But uh, mixing things up, trying to give you something different. Um, so, you know, send us your Would You Rather um, things. Are you falling off? <laughs> literally falling <laughs> off the couch. It's a couch. I almost just, I almost just ruined everything. Of course. Um, but yeah. yeah. Also, snap us. Yes, Snapchat gonna, us. Snap is more fun behind the scenes. That's where we can interact with you the most. Mm-hmm. It's quick, fun entertainment. Yeah. Um, no, nothing inappropriate, please. Just. Yep. Hang out with us, chat with us. Um, we're switching up our Instagram a little bit because sharing stories wasn't working so well, mostly because it was more time-consuming than we expected. Um, so you're welcome to tag us in your Instagram. but um, all- We're still sharing stories, but that's not all we're doing. Yeah, now. we're doing more things. So trying to get more active on Instagram. Um, obviously, we have our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, Twitter is the best place to get a hold of us for now. But Yeah, Twitter, yeah. we're popping off daily. Popping Polls. off. Polls. All day, retweeting gifts, stuff, yeah. following people with like a mixture of like just funny stuff and then like politics and just everything, you know, all the good stuff. Um, you know, and again, remember if you go on our Patreon and become a supporter, then you can get ex- access to our exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of new videos are up there um, with my transition update and some things. So check it out on our YouTube you know, if you still haven't gone and checked our YouTube, we've got our episodes on there. We've got a couple of videos on there. Um, we did an ASMR video a few weeks ago, so you can check that out if you haven't yet. So we're we're in things. We're doing and stuff. And it's like quote-unquote ASMR. Quote-unquote. Yeah, this is real <laughs> ASMR. If you're getting off on this, then I don't know. You have some issues. Yeah. Not that you get off on regular ASMR. I get off you're on the ASMR. You're the only person. I, don't, it, I find it arousing. I don't. I don't know why. You're weird. But anyways... Yeah. So let's get into RuPaul. Um, you've got two people here, like on opposite ends of the spectrum, because yep. um, I've seen about like three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race in my life. I knew almost nothing about RuPaul, and whereas Paul here 
A little bit of an expert. A little bit of an expert. Seen every episode, you know, follow him on Twitter. Go to all the drag cons. A little, little fanboy. A little bit of fanboy. So, alright. So, let's dive in. So, let's uh, start. <clears throat> RuPaul was born on November 17th, 1960, and was raised in San Diego, California. He was named by his mother, Ernstine, Tony Charles, a Louisiana native. The name Ru came from Ru. Uh, which was the term for the base of gumbo and other Creole soups and stews. In 1967, Rue's parents divorced, and he, is, and he and his three sisters lived with their mother. Rue was abandoned by his father as a child, and, it, um, and he says of his experience that he couldn't let go. This really hurt him. It required a lot of attention and therapy for many years, and he even admits that the first part of his drag career was about getting his father's attention, which, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, I get that. Yeah. We've all done crazy things to get our dad's attention. Even if they're assholes, we still do stuff. Yep. I mean, that's the whole reason Paul and I have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hi. Listening from jail. <laughs> <laughs> you get this in jail? <laughs> my uh, parents are definitely listening. Oh, yeah. My mom and my stepdad. This no. in every episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so at age 15, Rue moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and lived with his sister and her husband. Doesn't Do we know why... Doesn't really say why he left. I think he I just think he wanted just, to get, yeah. uh, get out of the city. He, That's he was always of kind of like, uh, he was, all, what is he, he says like gender bent. You mm-hmm. know, he always was pushing the boundaries. And, um, you know, even in San Diego, San Diego, it was still, I guess he wasn't getting what he needed, you know? Yeah. And the thing that surprised me a lot about this was that his father leaving hurt him so much, I guess. Um yeah. Because he's all yeah, I mean he always portrays himself as a very powerful figure, like mm-hmm. very like I am me and I guess I've never really seen a side of weakness from him. Yeah. So like it kind of like hearing him say something affected him. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. You know, kind of like, "Oh, you you're still human." Yeah. Cuz he like, never he never portrays that. He's star all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. It makes sense, but you're right because you we've known Rue in the spotlight for decades. Mm-hmm. Um and so and overcoming that and just like having to face out. I mean, everything that RuPaul has done as a black man performing in drag. I mean, so openly gay, just like having to face down all the criticisms that have come his way. I'm sure he's, you know, become so stoic. Yeah, in facing that's, it. that's true. But, you know, it's the same. It's, it hardens you, but it still like gets you. It's like, you know, I feel myself that like I feel stronger I don't know, like, things roll off my back easily. Like, someone, some random stranger calls me something in the street. People say stuff to me at the store all the time where I work. And it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But my parents' stuff still affects me. That's you know? true, yeah. Your stuff with your dad, your dad never? No. No? Nothing? No, I'm not, I don't really care about much in life. <laughs> so, um, if I don't care about something, it has zero ability to if, affect me yeah. in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a very always been like I know who I am. I know what I'm gonna do with my life, and I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And like I've always just like pushed through everything with that. And I don't know. Hmm. And just doesn't. I know nothing affects me. Like I don't get upset about much. So you don't get hurt by it either. No. Why yeah. would I be hurt? I don't know. It's your dad. Yeah, but he like is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's never. He was never there. Why would that hurt me? He's the one who fucked up. Like he didn't get to experience yeah. his child. Yeah. I still grew up with my mom and my grandparents and everything, so I still got the full experience. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I mean, if it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother you. So, um, so at a young age, RuPaul began wearing his sister's clothes and exploring cross-dressing, emulating stars like Diana Ross and Jane Fondane. While in Georgia, the budding star attended the Northside School of Performing Arts, but actually did not graduate. Instead, the young actor struggled as a musician and filmmaker during the 1980s, where he worked at the Atlanta's famed Plaza Theater. Rue got a bit of a break in 1982 when he sent a photo of himself to a local TV program, The American Music Show, asking to appear. He was booked as a regular on the series at, with his newly formed band, RuPaul and the U-Hauls. Did he steal that from a group of lesbians? I don't know. I bet they were so mad. <laughs> Tell me. RuPaul and U-Haul rhyme. It's like the best name. It's a good was name. Was it all lesbians with them? I, wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there was a group of lesbians and RuPaul was like, yeah, actually that rhymes with my name, so I'm going to take that. <laughs> so, but unfortunately, the U-Hauls broke up rather quickly and the band Wee Wee Pole was formed in its place. I don't know. I, I wish I would have stayed. Oh, uh. God. Rue continued his love for film, participating in underground cinema, and helping create a low-budget film, Star Booty, and an album by the same name. <laughs> Just the names. He didn't you gotta give think a of the fuck. time, though. The 80s. I mean, that's like, true. That's you know, true. That's being different. Being different. The 80s is very much about yeah. flashy, cool, quirky, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're all fucking... It was also, the 80s are weird because it's this time where you've got like Freddie Mercury and uh, Boy George. Um, it's, yeah, and uh, what, who was the other guy? Um, I don't know. Also, David Bowie. That's not who I was thinking of, but someone else. I don't know who you're, t- you're thinking of. Um, um, why am I drawing a blank right now? I don't now? know. Oh, and also Elton John. The blonde but, guy, right? What blonde guy? What the hell was his name? I don't know. We're not really good on the 80s. But my point was that like, <laughs> this was a, an odd time in music because these musicians were like, they were out, but they weren't. Right. They were all out. They were doing these gay songs. They were having, they were pushing this queer culture, but then you would ask them if they were gay and they just, they wouldn't tell you mm-hmm. and they, they wouldn't talk about it. And in some cases they would even straight up deny it, but they were so fucking queer. Right. The 80s were so goddamn queer but everybody's pretending that they're not queer. Because well, you got to remember, they didn't want to lose their career. That's, I, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> everybody knows it. We all everybody, know it. Everybody We're knows just it. like fucking Freddie Mercury's going to all of his events with his boyfriend. And he's just like, nope, oh, not gay here. Well, that's just like the fucking Temptation guy. He's oh, just putting in their piles and temptations. <laughs> just, this is my pile. Just, I take this boy with me everywhere I go in case I want to suck his dick, but I never do because I don't give in to temptation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did not smoke that myth. I did not. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so um, perhaps this exposure is what encouraged him to leave Atlanta for the even, bitter, even bigger city of New York. Rue became part of a new festival known as Wigstock, um, which was actually started by Lady Bunny. Okay. Um, and who Ru- was, was she? Like she was a drag queen. You don't know who Lady Bunny is? No. Lady Bunny. Okay. So this is the the episode where Paul knows everything and I know nothing. So RuPaul is like, you know, made as this glamour queen, right? Uh-huh. RuPaul is very business lady. RuPaul is very fashion forward. RuPaul is very running the shit. Uh huh. Lady Bunny said, fuck all of that. I'm going to tell these dirty, inappropriate jokes, and I'm just not going to care how I look, and I'm going to have fun. Okay. 
But Lady Bunny like also rose to fame, just like not on Rue's level and like in a different way. Well, maybe Lady Bunny is no Rue has like mainstream, so yeah. yeah but Lady, like, yeah, Lady Bunny is like big as like a dirty comedy queen. Okay, so like Queens, no Lady Bunny, yes. maybe get more gay culture does. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. RuPaul is more mainstream, right? But, but they were often. they've always been like best friends, and um, RuPaul actually put Lady Bunny in drag for the first time. Oh, really? So yeah. does Lady Bunny still around and still performing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Lady Bunny's still big. See, I told you I know nothing, guys. So don't judge. I know there's a bunch of queers throwing their get phones so, across yeah, the room. Yeah, but I'm going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, fuck this podcast. They're going to be like, actually, Lady Bunny. Ah, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so go ahead. You were um, saying Wig, Wigstock. Yeah, so. Um... Hey, Queerstians. Do you own a business? Are you an author or an entertainer? And would you like a great way to grow your audience? Well, this commercial slot could be yours. For just $20 a month, we can advertise your show on our podcast. And as a rapidly growing queer content source, we want to help get your name out there. So if you want even more promotion, you can just choose our $30 tier to get ads and links on our website. And for only $40 a month, we'll review your product on our YouTube channel and link it to all of our social media. So go ahead, send an email to your queer story at gmail today or reach out to us on social media via messenger and let us make your business a little more queer bye Bye. so lady bunny and rupaul would actually perform in drag primarily in the east village area then in 1989 rue would receive his first big break when his agent booked him as an extra role dancing in the video for love shack by the b-52s this was his first taste of national recognition I don't know. Do I know the song Love Shack? Yes. Love Shack. Oh, I can't sing it. Don't sue us. Okay. Sorry. You know the song Love Shack. I probably do, but I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) After his career began to take off, just two years later, 1991, RuPaul was signed to a recording contract by Tommy Boy Records. Two years after that, he debuted his album Supermodel of the World. This is when he found a hit with the single Super... Supermodel, You Better Work, which reached the top 50 of the pop charts and number two on the dance club charts. Over the next several years, RuPaul would remain a club fixture with hits like Snapshot and Workout. And again, like I, I just, I didn't realize that that his music was so popular. I just... How have I, you not heard these songs? I was in a cult in the 90s and I did not... The 90s and the 2000s and it takes a long time... <laughs> To catch up on all the shit that you missed. Did you not realize that I didn't know this either until like I moved to the East Coast? Well, you I because we made, had different I went, things. I went fast track and because, learning all, I caught up. I'll tell you why. Because first of all, you were living as a gay man and so all the gay men were like, here's what you need to know. <laughs> but I was living as a lesbian. So people were like, here's Melissa Elthridge. Here's your flannel. <laughs> and here's your monthly flannel. and Here's some alternative angry music that you should be listening to. And it, it wasn't, you know, so just wasn't mixing. Even though we were best friends all just wasn't going it okay, wasn't working that's fair that's fair okay flannel of the month club <laughs> sorry right. a 1993 duet with sir elton john on a remake of don't go breaking my heart landed him a spot in the uk top 10 i know that song okay good i'm, I'm very glad <laughs> because that's a pretty standard everyone should know that one Rue followed the success by releasing the next two Smash singles slash videos, Back to My Roots and A Shade Shady, Not Prance. <laughs> Both went number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Music slash Club Play chart and furthered his campy persona. Between them, House of Love was released without a video, 
It failed to place on any U.S. charts despite rising to number 68 on the U.K. singles chart. So if I went to a club in 1995, I would hear RuPaul playing. Yeah. A regular club. Yeah. Not RuPaul just a was gay like club. everywhere. Okay. All right. Okay. RuPaul was the Matt girl. The Matt girl. Did we talk about that We yet? haven't gotten there no. yet. Wait a Surprise. Spoil. Spoiler alert. But more success was in the way of this pop star. Rue was expanding in other areas as well, making his film debut in 1994 with Spike Lee's Crooklyn. A year later, Rue followed his break in television by appearing on several TV shows such as Sister, Sister, The Brady Bunch Movie, and more. I do know Sister, Sister. I did like I that show. I love Sister, Sister. Yeah, that that was good. Oh, what's her name? Oh, she was on our own show, Tamara. I don't know which one it was. But she, she, had, she, was on, she, had her, she has her own show right now. Tian Tamara? It's Tamara has her own show oh. or something. I don't know. Anyways. Um, in addition, he signed to a modeling contract for Mac Cosmetics. Various billboards featured him in full drag, often with the text, I am Mac Girl, which I'm sure just drew people fucking nuts. It oh, drives people yeah. nuts today. Like when CoverGirl had their first trans, was I think it was a, a gender, um, uh, queer gender individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like CoverGirl did that like what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. And people were like losing their fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine I can, yeah. Mac doing that in fucking 1994, 95. Um, Rue used the exposure and funds to help raise money for the Mac AIDS Fund. He became the first drag queen to land a major cosmetic campaign. Mm-hmm. You see wow. that pretty commonly now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Miss Fame gets has one and all kinds of stuff. So he was like the first groundbreaking he's always he's the first everything he really is and again like wow that's amazing because breaking barriers left and right like can you imagine like the uproar in the night in the f- 1995 when a black drag queen mm-hmm. is a face of a major cosmetic line and also has music playing in the clubs exactly and and people you know of course you know all kinds of shit you know there I mean, was this guy who worked at at one of the companies um and I was talking to him, and gay culture came up sometimes. Completely straight guy, like, mm-hmm. like off the grid kind of dude, like yeah. away from everything. And I brought up RuPaul something. He goes, "Oh yeah, Cover Girl." Like even he, he knew RuPaul, and yeah. he was like, I, "I was my mind was blown." Everybody I was knows so RuPaul. Shocked. Like even if they've never watched it, everybody just knows the name mm-hmm. RuPaul. Yeah, everybody knows the name RuPaul. Everybody like. Most people have seen like an episode of Drag Race, or they know of it. Yeah, they know it exists. You know? They see commercials, or yeah. it's quoted in culture. It's all over yeah. gifts now. Like it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It is a part of American culture. Um, right. It's incredible. But we, I like just at least for me, like I, I just didn't realize how much RuPaul had done before getting to Drag Race. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> yes, you. All right. He also released his autobiography, Letting It All Hang Out, pretty good name, <laughs> and all this exposure was sure to draw producers' attentions. Producer, producers' attention. By 1998, VH1 had signed Rue on for his own talk show called The Rue Show, it's called The RuPaul Show, interviewing celebrity guests and musical acts. Diana Ross, Nirvana, Mary J. Blige, Bay Arthur. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. <laughs> See, I knew that one. <laughs> B. Arthur, Cindy Lauper, Olivia Newton-John, and the Backstreet Boys were notable guests. His co-star was Michelle Visage, with whom he also co-hosted on WKTU Radio. On one episode, RuPaul featured guests Chi-Chi LaRue and Tom Chase speaking about the gay porn industry. Real controversial there. I'm sure. Jesus, Not only is it porn, it's also gay, gay porn. Gay porn. 
Hmm. Rue continued to do compilation hits with the stars, remaking classics, remaking compilation. compilation hits with the stars, remaking classics such as It's Rainy Men. I know you're not going to edit any of that out. You're just going to put me tumbling over my words as you edit all your shit out. <laughs> as well as continuing to record his own music. He released the albums Ho 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 in 1997, Red Hot in 2004, and reworked 2006. By 2004, when RuPaul released his fourth album, Red Hot, he was able to produce the music under his own label, Ruco Incorporated Music Label. It received some dance radio and club play, but very little press over overall. On his blog, RuPaul discussed how he felt betrayed by the entertainment industry, particularly the gay press. In one incident, it was noted that the magazine Entertainment Weekly refused to review the album, instead asking him to make a comedic contribution to a fashion article. He likened the experience to a black person being invited to a party, but only if they'll serve. So, uh... Yeah, he leaves yeah. He leaves his contract because he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to produce this under myself. Yeah. Then once that name is gone, everybody's like, can you just write us a funny article? Yeah, can you just be funny and make us laugh? Like, he's doing serious fucking work. He has mm-hmm. a goddamn talk show. And they've reviewed his stuff before. Like, they exactly. all have been talking about him. But he had the label back then. And then he, when he wanted to go with his own label, he wanted to break away from that. They were all like, "Yeah, Who, what's Ruko? Mm, um, don't know what that is. How about you just oh. be funny and smile? Yeah, right? Smile and wave. Hmm. Despite his apparent dissatisfaction with the release, Red Hot showed RuPaul returning to the top of the dance charts in the U.S. with the lead-off single, Looking Good, Feeling Gorgeous, hitting number two on the dance chart. That's without reviews. That's without the support yeah. of the gay community. Because it was wow. a fucking good song. Yeah, and he's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the second, Workout, peaked at number five. The third and final single from the album, People Are People, a duet with Tom Trujillo, with Tom Trujillo, Peaked at number 10. The album itself only charted on the Electronic Albums chart where it hit number 9. So he didn't give a fuck. He was fucking turning to this without a name, like you said, without reviews, without anything. Yeah. He always seemed to believe in himself. He's always seems... Well, I'm so used to talking to people about people in yeah. past tense. He's always seemed to have believed in himself, like knew he was going to be a star, knew what he could do, and just kept pushing through all these obstacles in his way. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we talk, obviously this month we're talking a lot about the intersectional identity of being gay and being black in America. Mm-hmm. And in, even in the 70s, 80s, like pushing through all of that. Yep. And making even in the nineties and fucking in the nineties, and again, a gay black man that dresses in women's clothing for his job, mm-hmm. like. Right. Doesn't isn't being digested well. I mean, nineteen ninety seven. That's the year that um, what is his name? He was with Matthew Shepard. I want to say James Bird, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Um, I have to look this up because this is you. If you remember in our Matthew Shepard, um, in our Matthew Shepard episode, we talked about the hate crime that was committed in Bird. Well, you there have we to go. remember in 1992, Marsha P. Johnson had just died, and there's she, a murder and investigation. And we believe that she was, yeah. Yeah, James Bird was the man who was tied to the back of a oh, pickup yeah. truck in fucking 1998. 
So the year that RuPaul gets his mm-hmm. talk show, tied to the back of a pick truck, pickup truck and driven through the streets and until obviously he died and his body was dismembered on the way. So this is a kind of open hatred and racism that is still going towards the black community. Everybody loves to pretend like that none of this exists in the right. 90s. It yeah. was there. Oh, it was yeah. fucking it was just, brutal. Just as, it was just as Matthew Shepard is murdered in 1998. Mm-hmm. James Byrd is murdered in 1998. You know, black, gay, black and gay not going well. Um, and now talking about somebody who is blatantly in the face of everyone, cover of Matt. <laughs> on the fucking billboard, mm-hmm. Matt girl. Um, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it takes a lot. That, Rue went through a lot. Yes. But of course, Rue's most iconic role would come in 2009 when he launched RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. The show was an oasis in an ocean of straight cisgender film and television. Rue exposed a side of queer culture that was often silenced or sidelined to the gay bars. He made drag a national pastime and inspired countless queer youth to be authentic to themselves. As he continued to produce music, Rue's name became more of a household name than simply a gay legend. In 2015, he released the solo album Sleigh Bells and launched his new game show, Gave Her Play, which premiered in April of 2016. Yep. Fucking Rue. Fucking Rue. Um, along with RuPaul's Drag Race, he also mm-hmm. has RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. And yes. he also uh, briefly did an experience called RuPaul's Drag Race, or RuPaul's Drag U, which was like a drag university. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, why didn't that keep going? Uh, it didn't get it. So it, just wasn't, yeah. it was just getting enough All, tra- Yeah, All-Stars is still going. Though. I did watch, which I told you was a couple weeks ago, when they had the, the whole thing where they brought... It was all stars, and they brought some queens back, and everybody had a lip sync mm-hmm. for their life. I watched that episode. It was good. It's not that I like every once in a while I get caught in a room with a couple homos, <laughs> and they put on on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I always watch it and I always enjoy it. But I just never. It's not something that I just put on myself. Mm-hmm. Samantha, my fiance, loved RuPaul. Like was like obsessed with it, mm-hmm. and still is. Um, you know, to an extent, she doesn't get to watch it as much as she used to. But like, she used to like go there every Friday or whatever night it would premiere, mm-hmm. and she would go watch it. You know, with we got to think for it's like the only gay thing that you can watch where the char- gay character doesn't die. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, for the vol- for the longest time, even in two thousand nine, it was the only thing that you could watch. Yeah, and it and it shows things in a positive life. You're right. Like and before, it's positive. This, it's upbeat. It's not. I mean, it's, like, goofy sometimes, but it's not raunchy. Right. Like, it's fun. 2009, 2010, it really isn't until the mid-2010s that you start to get some positive gay character mm-hmm. roles in television. And before then, like you said, we did have Will and Grace. That mm-hmm. was good. But then it, then there's breaks, and there's kind of, like, a, a drought yep. between, like, 2004 and, I would say, about 2014, where, like, what do you have? What are you watching? You're, you know, you're getting the gay best friend in the television that's like on every other episode. Mm -hmm. And of course, they never go into his love life. Yeah. He's campy and he's like, and there's like nothing real about his story. Mm -hmm. You're not getting any kind of real gay culture, which Drag Race shows gay culture in like... Every light. Yeah, every light. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful show, but of course, it, you know, like everything else that Rue did, it would take a long time before people would recognize it. Mm-hmm. So RuPaul <laughs> also released three albums the following year, Remember Me, Essential, Volume 1, and later Volume 2, as well as his 11th studio album, American, in, uh, as well as his 11th studio album, American. 
In 2016, RuPaul finally got the recognition he so well deserved when he earned his first Emmy. The following year earned him a second award, and during the 2017 season 9 premiere featuring Lady Gaga, close to 1 million viewers tuned in, making it the most viewed show in the show most viewed episode in the show's history yeah so 2016 so he's producing uh drag race for eight years uh before or six seven, seven years. years seven years finally that's gets that good old church math fuck <laughs> <laughs> off uh yeah finally gets an emmy is one one the last two years uh, i don't know if it's nominated again oh no that no i guess it was years because 2018 mm-hmm. it wasn't i didn't win but uh still Fantastic. In January, um, as far as personal life, um, in January, 2017 was a good year for RuPaul. It was. Um, Everything was happening. Yeah, he won his second Emmy. In January of that year, he married his longtime partner, Australian painter Georges Labar. Um, I did read an article about that mm-hmm. um this, uh, a while back but you know they had been together i want to say for 25 years but it's been a long time mm-hmm. at least 20 years they've been together they have an open relationship they're very open about the fact that they have an open relationship um but rue was just basically like well you know when i die when something happens i want to know that george is going to get what you know yeah half of my assets so that was like for them Marriage was never a big deal, but being able to leave your assets in your state, having someone in charge of mm-hmm. your, um, like your as your medical proxy if something happens to you, mm-hmm. all important things to consider. So, well, marriage maybe not be the most important thing. Make sure I will tell you this: you can fill out a medical proxy um, at your local hospital. They'll give you the form. You can fill it out. Make sure your partner has say on what happens to you if you don't have supportive family because you can be fucked oh yeah they can just say pull the plug oh yeah they could just say pull the plug um they can have you if you're transgender they can have you buried in your uh, gender assigned at birth mm-hmm. um they they can do with all your birth kinds, name with your birth name they can make all kinds of decisions so get a medical proxy form fill it out or get married whatever you can do that now um but another thing that happened in 2017, uh, Rue was also put on the uh, list of Time's 100 Most Influential People in the World. And a year after that, in March of 2018, he was awarded a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame, thereby becoming the first drag queen to ever receive this mm-hmm. honor. And he even said uh, during this time that this was like the most important part of his career ever. Yeah. Getting that star. Yeah. I mean, it just... it Well, it's this physical lasting proof of mm-hmm. his accomplishments you know because everything else could fade away but this mm-hmm. star is going right. to be there He's there forever yeah um we do want to touch um lightly on some of the controversies that have surrounded him of course it, i mean if you do follow rupaul um <clears throat> there was issues with him um not wanting to allow transgender women to perform on re- drag race in 2013, in 2018... <laughs> that good old church English. You can get the fuck out of here with your church stuff. In 2018, RuPaul gave an interview to The Guardian and stated that post-transition women, post-transition trans women would probably not be accepted onto the show, noting at the time of the competition that Peppermint had not yet had her breast implants. She was a performer. Um, after facing criticism on social media and from former contestants of his mar- remarks, RuPaul compared trans drag queens who had transitioned to athletes who had taken performance-enhancing drugs 
and subsequently expressed regret for the hurt caused by his remarks. Um, and now uh, he's since gone back on that and says that anyone can uh, compete as long as they have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Um, and yeah, Paul and I were talking about this. I think it's just, it's a lack of awareness on transgender issues. It's not excusing it, but it's also drag queens and trans people have had a very complicated relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, trans folks have um, have protested against drag queens um, marching in gay parades because they believe that it makes fun of transgender individuals. Drag queens have come back and said that's not what we're trying to do. This is a whole separate art form. Um, yeah. Um, we're not trying to use that. We're not saying that that's an excuse. We're, we're saying... not excusing it. We're just saying that <laughs> there's just not... <sighs> <laughs> how can we, oh God. how can we say that we don't want to be like we're not we're not getting into debate about this because uh, you know as a transgender person i'm not a, i'm not a transgender woman so i'm not going to speak for transgender women and we're not going to speak we're glad that rupaul went back on his race we think that's for the queens specifically the transgender queens to uh to 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 decide and they've decided that uh that's a you know like we should be able to compete like everyone else and honestly like we've had, um, we've had trans friends um, competing, in, uh you know, it doesn't give you any kind of advantage. Like drag is a whole no. separate art form. Yeah. So you know, you I don't understand how he could have thought it would be related to performance enhancing drugs because, like, how? How? What, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the thought process was again. Again, like I said, it's a lack of awareness on on trans issues. You know, he's like, oh, well, she, you know, she's had uh, breast implants, so now it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Like, like. And I hope that, yeah, it was it was very dumb of him. And yeah. I think, I'm hoping that he was educated or maybe opened his eyes and he realized that he made a mistake. He did just have Gia Gunn on his latest season of All-Stars yep, 4, which that. is an out trans woman. Um, I'm hoping that that was a genuine, like, reach out and it wasn't a publicity stunt. Yeah. Um, I can't say that it wasn't. We don't know. I mean, we don't know, but... We, we, you know, you just hope that, like you said, that that Ruse has evolved and has has heard the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he thought he was speaking from a place, an educated place, saying, "No, these are two separate things." But, but, it, and they are two separate things. That's why it doesn't matter. A transgender woman doing drag does it. It, it is two separate things. So you it's can't say that she easier. has any kind of advantage. It's not so, any easier. It's not any harder. Drag is drag. Everyone has their own kind of drag. You can't compare someone's art to the way somebody else does art. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's totally separate, like you and said. And I think Gia was even talking in that episode about how, or maybe it was the one before that, about how hard it actually was for her to be, um, when she does drag, she has to be seen as a man doing drag right. rather than as a woman. Right. You know, because of the perception that only men do drag. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's still, there's a lot of hardship. There's a lot of emotional toil to be able to do your art and perform it the way that you want. But... You know, that's the thing is... We don't want to come out as if we are supporting his actions. No. I don't want that to be the No, perception. that's not the... Perce- no. We're not supporting that at all. We're just talking about the controversy because, it, you know, it's been brought up and it's very recent. But it seems that the show, whether RuPaul has evolved or not, he's at least allowed his show to evolve to be inclusive to transgender queens. So um, hopefully they'll be able to use that platform to further their art as well as every other mm-hmm. trans... Or every other drag queen. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's Drew Paul. Oh, and he has he's on a new show. Um, let me pull it 
up. Um, it's got Faith Hill, Drew Barrymore, RuPaul, new show. <laughs> Did a lot of things. The world's best. It's basically like, it seems like it's just um, America's Got Talent, only it's the world's got talent. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. People. Oh, also, what? cutting you off completely. Yes. We also don't want to forget that RuPaul's uh, show has allowed a lot of people to launch their careers. Yes. Several people have made a big name for themselves. They've been able to mm-hmm. make careers. They've been able to launch themselves as a brand thanks to his show. Um, if it wasn't for that platform, they wouldn't have been able to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they exactly. could have, but how hard would it have been? Exactly. And he does. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's not that RuPaul is a perfect person who, who hasn't made mistakes. And it's not to say that that him giving people platform excuses him, but also you have to recognize the fact that people have had this platform. Drag queens that have been able to make a profession that they would never have been able to make before mm-hmm. without Drag Race. Now, is he now detached and a stone-cold bitch? Maybe. <laughs> He's still a businessman, right. you know? Um, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I'm glad that the world has RuPaul Drag Race. I'll say that. Yes. With all the faults, with all the controversy... I am glad that Drag Race has existed. And in time, I think that there will be other forms of Drag Race. I, you yeah, know, things just, are going to evolve. I'm surprised that it ha- we haven't already had someone else hosting a show, like a mainstream show mm-hmm. that's gotten out there. We'll see. With some of the more famous, more popular well, drag Well, Alyssa Edwards has a Netflix series. Oh, she does? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Dancing Queen, I think Dancing Queen, is that what that is? I'm, I'm looking on a list of like uh-huh. <laughs> RuPaul. We Googled RuPaul and we have these uh, these things. So there's Dancing Queen. Um mm-hmm. I'm surprised. What's Willem? Willem, uh, Willem. Is Willem controversial? I don't watch enough to know, so if you're like Willem. got kicked off of Drag Race. Why? Well, the rumor is that he slept with one of the producers (laughs) during filming. (laughs) A straight producer. Oh, oh, a straight (laughs) producer? Oh, God. Fuck off. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's, so apparently he got kicked off. Apparently that's against the rules. To sleep with the producer? Yeah, because it could, like, influence your position and stuff. I guess. You don't think that RuPaul has ever slept with any of the contestants? He might have. I don't know. You know one I watched a long time ago? You had me watch. It had um, Adam Lambert on there. and Maybe I wasn't watching it with you, but he was like ogling the fuck out of one of the the girls. And I know they hooked up after. Because they were openly <laughs> flirting. Adam Lambert was openly flirting. Like even Ru called him out on it and was like, you just want to fuck her. And I was like, yeah, no fuck you. They want to fuck her. I know he fucked her. I know we did. Um, okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, but yeah, check out um, the world's best, even if you don't do it for RuPaul, which you probably are if you're listening to this, but there's also Faith Hill and Drew Barrymore. Do it for Drew Barrymore. She's a good person. Yep. Her family is always been good and kind to the queers even long before it was popular the barrymores so um check it out um have a wonderful continuing black history Mm -hmm. month we've got more history coming for you and um stay queer don't get a lobotomy you succulent sapphist bumpy twinkies we love you our allied hookers goodbye bye Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and review wherever you are listening and follow us on social media at Your Queer Story. Like what you heard? Want to share your story? Send us a voice message to add to the podcast from the Anchor app or at anchor.fm slash yourqueerstory. And if you would like to support the work we do or get exclusive content, check us out on patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. See you next week. Bye. Bye.